This is Lydia, and welcome back to the Creative Disruption Podcast. The topic of this episode is 3D printing and the democratization of global cultural heritage. 3D printing is a disruptive technology that has exploded in the past few years and has touched all sectors. For those who are not familiar with it, 3D printing is also known as additive manufacturing because 3D printers print successive three-dimensional layers of material, one on top of the other. The type of ink for 3D printers is referred to as filaments or cartridges, and they come in many forms, including plastic, metals, ceramics, and wood. It has expanded to all kinds of industries, including the automotive industry, the construction world, where it's possible to print buildings with big 3D printers that print with cement. There are a few companies in China who've been doing it for around a decade now. In Amsterdam, dust architects are designing the 3D canal house with printing all kinds of different forms of material. Even the food industry welcomed this new technology, and they print all kinds of things, including amazing chocolate shapes and sugar. The options and varieties are limitless. As a matter of fact, at a nursing home in Germany, they offer smooth 3D printed food to help elderly who suffer with dysphagia and they're not able to chew and swallow normal food. Great things are also happening with 3D printing in the art world, where interdisciplinary and collaborative works are producing new music instruments, shoes, and furniture, among other things. What I found very interesting is how 3D printing has been used to help the blind experience art. A company called 3D PhotoWorks has been working on translating scanned 2D paintings into digital data that can be digitally converted by specialists who determine and account for the sense of depth and images for the 3D version of it. This expands the accessibility of art to help the visually impaired overcome the visual boundary of paintings and experience it in 3D with their hands. They are not the only ones trying to make the finest art accessible to everyone. The folks at my mini factory are trying to change the way we relate to art and make our global cultural heritage accessible even to those who do not have physical access to it. In this episode, Jonathan Beck from My Mini Factory joins us to talk about the Scan the World initiative, where they are creating a digital archive of sculptures, landmarks, and monuments from around the world using 3D scanning and printing technology. Today I'm here with Jonathan Beck from the Scan the World initiative, and he's going to tell us all about it. Hi, John, and welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, So tell us, what is Scan the World? What's it all about? So Scan the World is a community-built initiative, a nonprofit, with the basic idea of archiving sculpture from around the world in 3D, made suitable for 3D printing. How do we archive sculptures of the world? It's surprisingly easy, actually. Um, you can use very high-end, sort of expensive uh, scanners, but because we are non-profit, we needed a cost-effective way of uh, getting people on board with sort of, uh, being able to add their content to the website. So it's actually possible to do with your iPhone or your smartphone uh, or any digital camera. And the basic idea is just you take a lot of pictures, walk around the sculpture, and take maybe... 50 pictures or something in order to create this 3D relief and you can send those photos into me or process it yourself using free software and then it's mm-hmm. yeah you send them into me and I'll uh, get them cleaned up and made 3D printable and added to the archive and as a means of saying thank you as well uh, we'll send you the free 3D print of it as well that's really nice um, why why did you start the scan the world was there was this the only initiative that there is out there, or what was your interest? Um, other people have been sort of testing it out. Um, 
I'm fortunate to be part of a company called My Mini Factory. Uh, My Mini Factory provide free 3D printable models to people uh, to, I guess, print uh, or explore or even design their own things and add them to this shared content platform. Um, I approached them uh, with this idea after working in photography and fine art, um, and they were looking for a concept. They were looking for some sort of thing. Sort of, they were making beautiful vases and stuff like that. Um, but I wanted to use sort of maybe my expertise uh, in order to sort of uh, help grow 3D printing and get people aware of things. So I spoke to them. Um, and luckily they took me on board and helped fund me with getting people around the world to scan. Um, and it just grew from there, really. So two years ago now, uh, that's when it started. So this is basically a combination of uh, photography and art and saying there's so many sculptures out there that we should catalog them and mm. be able to 3D print them. And so to yes. speak, it's kind of a way to preserve history because, if I'm not mistaken, Scan the World has also archived Roman sculptures and vases and exactly. all of that. Yeah, so a huge part of it is cultural heritage, um, looking after people's identity as human beings. Uh, mm-hmm. Cultural heritage can be sort of down to a food that you eat every day or a ritual that you do every day, um, or it's a sculpture which um, is made and... Um, it sort of gives you this sudden sense of identity. And um, being able to archive it digitally gives it this sort of blueprint for it to be viewed more than just a single photograph and then be printed again. So what we saw last year with, um, uh, with ISIS and in Syria of the destruction of all of these artifacts, um, having them digitally sort of reproduced and being made suitable for 3D printing gives those sculptures an extra life and it protects those people. Additionally, because the technique is so easy to do, just taking a lot of pictures and getting scans from around the world from people who want to share their culture with the world, share who they are um, with anyone who has a 3D printer. And some of the things which come out are really incredible. And say if you live in Australia and you want to go and see the Rodin sculptures in Paris and you can't afford to go, it opens up culture to sort of anyone who comes, oh, if you can't afford to go over there, um, it yeah allows you to sort of engage with culture. For it's free. fascinating. I saw that you have even the Rosetta Stone scanned yes, as an artifact. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, yeah, so that was at the British Museum, um, and it gives it this new tangible quality, like you can't touch these artifacts, which opens up a whole new realm of accessibility. If you think about, say, um, what sort of cultural institutions mean to, say, a blind person or the visually impaired, it kind of means nothing as they sort of might be able to visit a museum and have an audio guide, which will give them sort of the curator saying, sort of, this is an Egyptian sculpture, it has the head of a cat or something like that kind of means nothing in a way until you feel it. And mm-hmm. I had an amazing experience um, hosting this event in, in London, um, and I had a few sculptures sort of scattered around, and a guy who was actually completely blind, uh, he picked up one of the sculptures and asked me what it was. Um, it was actually a building. <laughs> it was the Shard in mm-hmm. London, a big, big oh. building. 
Um, and he asked what it was, and I told him it was the shard. And uh, <laughs> I could just see in his eyes that he could see it. And he said for the longest time, people were telling him about this ugly building, which was like, <laughs> going up into the sky, and it was shards of glass. So he had this mental uh, idea. But then as soon as he could feel it, once it had been printed for not much money at all, 20p, he could sort of pretty much see the London skyline, which was really special. That's fascinating. Yeah. I was wondering, what do what are people's reactions to it when you're there, for example, in the museum and you're taking pictures? Um, do people stop you or ask you? Are they friendly or hostile towards what you're doing? People are mostly friendly. I haven't had any bad experiences. <laughs> Maybe scanned about 1,000 sculptures now um, oh, wow. in different museums around the world. And Mostly people are intrigued. They think, who's this crazy person taking a lot of pictures of a sculpture? <laughs> and uh, they'll ask and sort of, sort of see what I'm up to. Uh, even the guys who work at the museum will sort of come over and um, sort of just have a chat. And I'll, I'll honestly tell them, yeah, I'm just scanning some sculptures. Um, and they get really interested and <laughs> maybe scan them, some things themselves if they if they want to. But, yeah, most of the time it's very, very positive Um because it's a new technology and nobody's really heard of it, or they might have heard of it, but sort of it seems so far off as a technology that they can actually do. It's as simple as taking a lot of pictures. Um, until they sort of see it firsthand, they might be a bit wary of it, but once they're open to the idea of it, um, mm-hmm. it becomes sort of very interesting for them. So, yeah, most of the time it's <laughs> very po- positive. That's good. Um, can anybody have access to this, to all the things that were scanned? Can anybody just go on the Scan the World website and download those 3D printed? Yep. Um, okay. Yeah, it's all and free to download. And you can print download. them yourself and everything. Yes, exactly. Um, what my mini factory stands for is that we sort of everything is 3D printable. Other websites exist as 3D platforms, but they don't. They aren't guaranteed 3D printable. Um, which is a hugely important thing if you're a maker and you want to sort of print off a design and you don't want to break your printer. Um, we test print every single sculpture on my manufacturer, well, every single object on my manufacturer, um, mm-hmm. and then take photographs of the print and upload it. Um, so, yes, all of them are free to download. Um, sort of, sort of you can search through, um, you can download them for free and print them yourself. So, yeah really open access to anybody. And so what advice would you give to anybody who wants to participate and, and help out? What should they know? You said you could take a picture with your phone, but what, what should they know? How should they take those pictures? Yeah. Um, well, it's, you don't need any special fancy camera. You can use, as I said, a smartphone or just a normal digital camera. Um, basic idea is to try and have the whole sculpture in shot and then slowly walk around it. And every step that you make around it, take a picture. Um, And keep on going around. You might end up with about 50 or 40 pictures. Uh, Once you've done that, maybe go into uh, the finer details, so the face or hands or fabric, if there is any, um, and sort of go into those and photograph it a few more times, possibly at different angles as well. The basic idea is feeding the camera with as much information about the sculpture as possible. So if you don't photograph 
um, say the underside of an, of the arm or like the back of the head, you're not giving it that data or geometric data for it to be included in the model. Um, and don't worry if the sculpture is too tall. Um, most museums are pretty mean when it comes to that. They like to put uh, sculptures against the wall. Um, try and go as far around as possible. Um, and then I have a very strong team of freelancers, young freelancers around the world, um, who will use reference images. And using some artistic license, they'll um, sort of build up that back. Um, it might not be a totally 100% representative or representation of the of the back of the sculpture, for example. Um, but at the end of the day, it'll be it's accurate. Somewhat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's fascinating. Well, um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I, I hope no that worries. our listeners will uh, join your initiative and scan whatever they find interesting in their parts of the world. Yes, I hope so. That would be fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> It sounds like not only will we be having more access to exotic art, but we may start to even incorporate it into our home decor. For more information on the initiative and all the 3D printable files for My Mini Factory, go to myminifactory.com. Given this episode's theme, I'll leave you with the following food for thought questions. 1. 3D printing is a disruptive technology for many sectors. In terms of the art world, what challenges would we face when contemporary art is scanned and spread on the internet without the artist's knowledge? Two, we have countless examples of how once a picture, computer virus, 3D render, or other file is released into cyberspace, it is difficult to stop it from spreading anywhere and everywhere around the world. What kind of new understanding within the international cyber community should we have regarding the things we attach when we click send, upload, or publish? Three, besides 3D printing paintings and skyscrapers for the blind and scanning ancient sculptures and artifacts, how else can 3D printing be used to preserve and share cultural heritage? I hope you found this episode interesting. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.